I want to turn your attention tonight to the book of Judges chapter 4. We'll start in verse 1, go down through verse 9, then skip over it, go on down to verse 17. Judges chapter 4, beginning in verse 1. Uh, like I've told you, this is a message I'm telling you Monday. I'm telling you, it hit me right there reading it, and I couldn't get away from it. I've read it probably in the last few days, this chapter. I guarantee you I've been in it 10, 15 times beyond just my study. I'm telling you, I tell you, God wants us to drive the nail in the enemy tonight. Amen? Anybody believe that tonight? I'm telling you, he ain't looking for those that are faint-hearted. God's needing some people of faith. Amen? I'm telling you, the devil's on a war path. But we're going to drive the stake into the devil tonight. Amen? Anybody believe that? Judges chapter 4. Listen to Israel's situation right here. Again, they brought this on their self. And the children of Israel again did evil in the sight of the Lord when Ehud was dead. And the Lord sold them into the hand of Jabin, king of Cana, who resigned, who reigned in Hazar, the captain of whose holes was Sisera, which dwelt in the Hersheth of the Gentiles. And the children of Israel cried unto the Lord, for he had 900 chariots of iron and 20 years he mightily opposed the children of Israel. Now listen, and Deborah, a prophetess, the wife of Labatha, she judged Israel at the time. And she dwelt under the palm tree of, of Deborah between Ramah and Bethel in Mount Ephraim. And the children of Israel came up to her for judgment. And she sent and called Barak, the son of Amnon, out of the Kiddush Napalia and said unto him, Has not the Lord God of Israel commanded, saying, Go and draw towards Mount Tabor and take with you 10,000 men of the children of Naphtali and the children of Zebulun? And I will draw unto you to the river Keshem Sisera, the captain of the Jebin's army with his chariots and his multitude and I will deliver him into your hand and Barak said unto her if you will go with me then I will, will go but if you will not go with me then I will not go and she said I will surely go with you notwithstanding that you take shall not be for your honor for the Lord shall sell Sisera into the hand of a woman right there. Did you see that? There was some faith right there. And Deborah arose and went with Barak to Kedesh. And let's go down into verse 17 right here and finish this out. And how about Sisera fled away on his feet to the tent of Jael, the wife of Heber the Kenyanite. For there was peace between Jebin the king of Hazar and the house of Heber the Kenyanite. And Jael went out to meet Sisera and said unto him, Turn in, my lord, turn into me. Fear not. And when she had turned in unto her into the tent, she covered him with a mantle and said unto her, and he said unto her, Give me, I pray you, a little water to drink, for I am thirsty. And she opened a bottle of milk and gave him drink and covered him. Again he said unto her, Stand in the door of the tent, and it shall be when any man does come and inquire of you and say, Is there any man here that you shall say no? Now listen into verse 21. Then Jael, Heber's wife, took a nail out of the tent and 
took a hammer in her hand and went softly unto him and smote the nail into his temples and fastened it to the ground for he was fast asleep and weary so he died. And behold as Barak pursued Sisera, Jael come out to meet him and said unto him, Come and I will show you the man whom you seek. And when he came into the tent, behold, Sisera lay dead and the nail was in his temple. And so God subdued on that day Jabin the king of Canaan before the children of Israel. And the hand of the children of Israel prospered and prevailed against Jabin the king of Canaan until they had destroyed Jabin king of Canaan. Boy, ain't that a victory right there. How many know God used two women right there? He used Deborah and he used Jabel right there and he used a woman <laughs> to put the stake inside of Sisera right there. What I'm going to tell you to preach on tonight is driving the stake in Sisera. Heavenly Father, we come before you, dear Lord, tonight, Lord, and we lift you up and we praise you, dear God, and we ask you, Lord, for your anointing and your touch. Give me the words you would have me to speak in here tonight, Lord. And I pray, Father God, Lord, that you would anoint me to speak your word, Lord. And I pray tonight, God, that there's some people in here get the victory tonight. Amen. I'm telling you, the Lord, Lord, we believe in tonight, God, that they drive the stake in the enemy tonight. I'm believing tonight, God, that somebody is walking out of here with a victory tonight. Lord, we give you the praise, the glory, and the honor. In the precious name of Jesus Christ, we pray, amen and amen. I'm telling when you look at the background of this text, we see Ehud, the, the judge of Israel, the second judge of Israel, had died in Israel again begin to do evil in the sight of the Lord. Due to this evilness right here, the Lord sold Israel into the hand of Jabal, the king of Canaan. And under Jabal was Sisera, his henchman, his leader right there. In fact, verse 3 right there we read earlier says, and the children of Israel cried unto the Lord for he had 900 chariots of iron and 20 years he oppressed the children of Israel. I don't know, but having 900 chariots of iron tells us that Sisera was a mighty warrior, a mighty warlord, if you will. One could say in the natural they looked unbeatable. It looked like they, he had the power behind him. I'm telling you that Sisera was a man of might. I'm telling you, you look, he had everything with him in Anything he wanted, 900 chariots of iron. It seemed unpenetrable right there. It looked like in the natural they were unbeatable. But in the face, in that time, they literally terrorized the land of Israel. The Bible says Israel literally cried out. He terrorized them for 20 years. And I begin to think about a few things. The first thing that hit my mind is that sin will take you farther than you ever wanted to go. Anybody believe that? Sin will terrorize you more than and more than one can even imagine. And I begin to think about how Satan will come after God's people with the most powerful ways. Anybody ever been attacked by Satan?
Satan, it seems like he's got his most powerful henchmen on you, don't it? Amen? Anybody know what I'm talking about? It seems like he dispatches them and it seems like he surrounds you and it seems like everybody said when it rains, it seems to pour, don't it? Anybody know what I'm talking about? It seems like you're surrounded on all sides. Well, I'm going to tell you tonight that's this henchman, we're going to drive the stake in them. Amen? This henchmen are defeated tonight. I'm telling you in these last days that we're living, the devil is doing more to try to bring down the people of God like never before because the time is short. Anybody know what I'm talking about when it seems like the odds are against you? It seems like he's bringing his chariots of iron your way. It seems like he's surrounding you. It seems like he's come in there. I know uh, the scripture said Israel brought it upon themselves right there. But sometimes, sometimes the devil comes on his own. Amen? See, Israel, they brought, they asked for this because they began to do evil in the sight of God. Sometimes believers can open the door for an attack of the enemy. Amen? But sometimes it's just an all-out onslaught from the powers of hell. It seems like he dispatches his henchmen. I believe it. you could say he out to oppress the people of God. I'm telling you, I believe there's been times where every believer's been oppressed. Anybody not possessed, but oppressed. There's two different things. Let me tell you, if you got the blood of Jesus, you can't be possessed. Amen? But you can be oppressed. And that oppression can make your life literally miserable. Amen? That oppression can make your life literally bring you down and bring you to a point you don't know, do things you normally would not want to do. It can have you literally living in a state of fear. Fear. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Anybody the devil ever tried to get you to think, oh, there's something going to get you to bring you down? Oh, this is so bad. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And you begin to fear it. I'm telling you right now, I'm going to hit it here in just a few minutes. But let me tell you, when faith comes in, fear will go out. Did you hear what I'm telling you? But this oppression, will every believer, they've been times that went through it. If you ain't been through it, I'll tell you right now, I'll raise my hand, both hands, and if I could put my feet up, both feet, I could tell you I've been through it. There's been times... When I seen the onslaught of hell come, I thought to myself, what? You just want to just, you, you wonder what's going to happen. And it begins to terrorize you. It begins to bring you down. And it begins to bring forth an asset. It brings forth and makes you almost a slave. You see, that's how Israel was under the hand of Sisera. Yes, they were in their own land, but they were in captive to another. They become a slave in their own land. Wow. How many didn't know what I'm talking about? How many know you can become a slave to fear tonight? Amen. 
I'm going somewhere with this here in a few minutes. How many know people afraid of what's going to happen? You see, it puts them out of pressure and gets a hold of one. Let me tell you, it puts somebody living, it makes them, puts them in a state of fear. It makes them unstable. And sometimes it can literally give you physical sickness because of his henchmen. And it seems like he's got you surrounded. It almost makes you a slave to the situation. It makes your life literally miserable. Just like Israel, who the Bible says literally cried unto the Lord. That means they were hurting. That means they were oppressed. That means they were brought down. That means they were literally crying and crying out to God, deliver us from this oppression. Deliver us from this hand of this warrior of Sisera and the king of Cana. Anybody know what I'm talking about tonight? But I want you to know what this enemy does tonight is he comes in trying to bring you what it is trying to do is destroy your faith in God. Amen. What this old devil does with these chariots, he wants you to look everything that he's got aligned up against you. He wants you to make you think that he ain't going to win. He wants you to think he's got you. Anybody know what that devil wants you to do? He wants you to think like he's got you. He wants you to think, oh, I got everything in my hand. But I want you to know something tonight. There's still a God, amen? There's still a king. There's still one that's greater than all the henchmen of hell, amen? There's still one that's greater than the powers of hell tonight. Amen? But too many people tend to forget that. They've allowed fear to come in and they ain't got no faith. But inside of Israel, there was a woman that had a heart, didn't have a heart of terror. I've come by to tell you to fear not tonight. I've come by to tell you, don't fear the enemy tonight. I've come by to tell you, you don't have to fear hell tonight. Amen. See, right here, there was a heart that did not tremble. There was, a, there was a judge that did not tremble. You'll find there was another woman, Jael, who did not tremble. That means they weren't afraid. They weren't scared. They weren't worried. They knew who had their hands. They knew who was in control. Amen. They knew who was on the throne. They knew who they served. Let me tell you, I think we forget sometimes who we serve tonight. Amen. I think sometimes we forget who we've been bought by. Amen. I forget some, I think sometimes we forget who written us name in the Lamb's book of life. Sometimes you forget your heavenly father. Amen. Sometimes you forget you're a child of the king. While the majority of people were trembling at Sisera and his 900 chariots, there was a judge who was not afraid. There was one woman, and we'll get to another, that God rose up who was not afraid of this warlord, who was not afraid of this Sisera. Because let me tell you something about Deborah. She had faith. 
And let me tell you where faith comes in, fear goes out, amen? And it can be vice versa. Where faith goes out, fear comes in. Verse 9 right there says, and she said, I will surely go with you. Notwithstanding the journey that you take shall not be for your honor, for the Lord shall sell Sisera into the hand of a woman. And Deborah arose and went with Barak the Kadesh. Right there she said, right there in verse 9 she said, And the Lord shall sell Sisera into the hand of a woman. You know what it tells me before this happened? She had already spoken her victory, amen? She already knew what was going to happen, amen? How many believers in here tonight have already spoken that the Lord is going to put the enemy in your hand tonight, amen? How many tonight has already spoken that the Lord is going to give you victory tonight, amen? How many in here has got enough faith to say I believe the Lord I know God's going to put him in my hand tonight I don't care what your problem is I don't care how many sisters are your way how many know the Lord's going to put that henchman in your hand tonight amen how many know the Lord's going to give you a victory tonight she didn't say I didn't think the Lord would what did she say she said the Lord will amen so you need to get that through there. Quit saying, I think the Lord will. And start saying, the Lord will. The Lord will. The Lord will give me a healing. The Lord will meet my need. The Lord will take care of me. The Lord will give me victory tonight. Oh, there wasn't no fear there. I'd see her now. She wasn't scared of him. We see a Barack, I ain't going to preach on him much. But that name ought to tell you something. I'll go if you'll go. <laughs> Seems like he had a weak faith right there, don't it? But listen. She said right there in verse 9, and I believe right here is where it was done. When she said, the Lord will sell Sisera into the hand of a woman. Right there, there wasn't no doubt. She wasn't trembling. Let me tell you, I'll tell you right now, she was bold. Amen. She wasn't scared. Fear had got, wasn't there because faith was present. Did you hear what I'm telling you? The reason her heart didn't tremble, the reason she wasn't shaken, because she knew who she served. She knew who had the ultimate control. Let me tell you tonight, there's too many believers walking around afraid of that spiritual sister. Amen. There are too many believers walking around afraid of the devil. Did you just say that, preacher? Too many believers are afraid of the devil. If I got Christ, I don't have to be afraid of him. Amen? Too many walking around. What's it going to do to me? They're afraid of his chariots. They're afraid of everything that he's got. Let me tell you. If he could have killed me on day one before I even got here, let me tell you right now, I wouldn't be here tonight. Did you hear what I'm telling you? If he could have took me out before I even preached my first message, he would have. 
Let me tell you, I've been here two years. If he could have stopped me two years ago, he would have stopped me before I even got here. Let me tell you tonight, I found out he'll bring his chariots, but I'll tell you right now, I know the heavenly host, amen? I know the one that's greater than all the chariots of hell. Even though they're chariots of iron, he may have plenty of them, but I know a God that can send one angel and wipe out 185,000 men in one night 900 chariots ain't nothing. Did you hear me? 900 chariots ain't nothing. Chariots of iron ain't nothing. Too many believers are walking around. Oh, Lord, look at what's going on. Too many are walking around afraid. Amen. Walking around scared. Amen. You know what's happened? The people of God have forgotten. They have forgotten Isaiah 41 and 10. Fear not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. They have forgotten Luke 10 and 19. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt thee. They've forgotten if God be for us, who can be, who or what can be against us. They've forgotten greater is he that is in us than he that is in this world. So I ask you, why ain't we nailing, putting the stake into Sisera? Amen? Why ain't we putting the stake? Because some of them, are trembling at him. Some too, too many people are fearing. We need to get some people's like that prophetess, that judge Deborah. We need to get some people like that woman who stuck the stake in his eyes, who ain't afraid. Let me tell you, her faith, Deborah's faith, that judge's faith kept her from trembling. I'm about ready to get, put my foot in my mouth. Can I tell you what perfect love casts out all fear? When your love's perfect before God, you ain't going to fear. Did you hear me? That's what that scripture is talking about. I'll tell you why believers are walking around afraid of the devil. Because they don't have no faith. Because they ain't in the word. Amen. Did you hear me? They don't get in the Word. I know who's got the end of it. Amen? Amen? They want to hear what the devil said. Quit listening to what the devil says and start hearing what Christ is saying tonight. Amen? I'm telling you right now, I believe he wants you to put the stake in the enemy tonight. I believe he wants you to drive that stake into him. Anybody want to be, have a stake driven into him? <laughs> No, but too many people are walking around afraid. Afraid of the devil. Afraid of his henchmen. Oh, preacher, don't you know his attacks has increased in these last days. And I also know where sin abounds, the grace of God abounds that much more. 
I remind them, don't you know we're fighting things like we never fought before? But don't you know, but you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Amen. I also remind them that he's still the same on the throne. Amen. I also remind you, he give us power to tread on serpents and scorpions. We forgot. But you know what? People are trembling because their faith ain't in the right place. People are worried. Let's just get it. I tell you, I'm not scared of Jihad John or whatever you want to call him. Amen. These Islamic radicals, let me tell you, that strap bombs, these people are scared to death of them. Well, I got news for you. I know the one that can wipe them out and make the bomb just explode on them and not nowhere else. Amen? Amen? It ain't nothing but inspired from the pits of hell. I'm telling you tonight, too many Christians are walking around in fear while we need to be in battle, amen? I'm telling you, God wants us to be in battle tonight, and we've got to have faith in the battle, amen? Because I'm going to tell you right now, this battle ain't for the weak-hearted, and it ain't for the fearful. Uh-oh. Did you say, what did you mean, preacher? I'm telling you right now, God's telling you to be a warrior, that you don't have to fear, amen? I'm telling you tonight, God's got this victory. God's got that sister coming, that's coming your way, but you've got to stand up to him. I think about it. Listen, how many remember the story of Gideon? Anybody remember the story of Gideon? How God took 300 men. Do you know God weeded out a lot of them? The first ones he weeded out in Judges 7 verse 3, he told these to just go home. That's what God told them. Now therefore go to proclaim in the ears of the people saying, whosoever is fearful and afraid, let him return home. That's what God spoke right there. And depart early from Mount Gilead. And there returned of the people 22,000, and there remained 10,000. That's a big decrease, but God, we go, you go on down, and you'll find out God said, that's still too many. Got rid of most of the rest of them. God said, I just need 300 men. Amen. I need 300 men that's willing to trust me. I need 300. That's all I need. You see, the first ones he said to go home, was those who were scared. Have any scared to offend somebody? I'm telling you, we don't need the church of Jesus Christ. Don't have to be afraid. Amen? The people of God don't have to be afraid of this Sisera. You see, the Lord reduced the army of Gideon. The first ones he got rid of was the ones that's fearful. He said, if you're fearful, just go home. You ain't going to be worth it in battle. And that's true. God knew what he was doing. Let me tell you why. Because fear would be the greatest hindrance there. Too many people are scared to speak up. Amen. Amen. Too many people are scared today to do anything for him. And let me just tell you this. Fear always follows faithlessness. Did you hear me? Show me some faithful people and I'll show you some fearless people. Anybody believe that? Why? Because they get the word in them. 
Hearing cometh by what? The word. Amen. I know it's going to bat bat on me a little bit. But I don't back off that statement. You show me some faithful people and I'll show you some fearless people. You show me some people that stay in the word of God and stay on their knees and stay in the house of God and I'll show you some people that's, that's faithful. I'll show you some people that is fearless. But on the same token, you show me some people that leave their house open and don't have come to church, that don't have read their Bible, that don't pray, and I'll show you some people full of fear. Amen? Oh, you're quiet on me tonight. You know what fear tells you? It says man's in control. It puts God secondary. You know what God, you know what faith is saying? It's saying God's in control and what and makes little difference what man does to us. Because if we're directed by God, we're going to be all right, amen? I'm telling you right now, God's looking for some people tonight who said, I'll drive the stake into the enemy, amen? I ain't going to be afraid to go to battle. God's looking for some people to go to battle tonight. Some of you are in a battle right now. The devil's trying to oppress, oppress and bring down. And it's time for you to rise up and say, no, devil, I'm going to drive the stake into you tonight. Amen? Anybody know what I'm talking about? Quit fearing what the devil can do to you and start believing God. Amen? Quit fearing what Satan says he's going to do and start fearing putting your faith in Christ. That's the whole point of this sermon. If you want to know what it is, the devil's attacking some people. It seems like he's got chariots of iron and there's a sister there. God said, I want you to drive the stake in him. You've got to have faith to drive the stake in it. The enemy. You see, somebody who's afraid won't never drive the stake into him. They would never get near the tent. Amen? 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 It's like preachers who want, I'm going to hit preachers. I'm going to hit preachers tonight. It's like preachers who won't speak out on certain things because they're afraid of what everybody else has got to say. And I tell them, quit worrying about what everybody else has got to say and just start worrying about pleasing God. What's the worst they can do to you? What's the worst they can do to you? But you better remember what the worst God can do to you. Let me tell you, somebody fearless will never get on the battlefield. You know who I want on the battlefield? If I was the commander of the army, I'm going to put those I know will get the job done. Who'll do what I tell them to do. If I tell them to drive a stake into the head of the enemy, that's what they're going to do. That's the ones I'm going to put on there. The ones I know that'll take the hammer and drive the stake into them. See, I want to tell you, God used another woman here in just a minute. She had to have faith to drive the stake. And what I'm telling you tonight is, you got to stand on the word of God. How many know when Goliath got knocked down, what did David do? He took that sword and did what? Cut his head off. Why did he cut his head off? Because dead giants want what? Talk back. He wanted to show them, I got the head of the giant. Anybody know what I'm talking about? 
I got the head of Goliath. I'm telling you right now, I believe God's telling you, it's time to start fighting that devil that's coming against you. You've been on the defense too long. It's time to go on the offense, amen? It's time to get dressed for battle. It's time to get the sword in your hand. It's time to get a hammer in your hand. And it's time to get a stake and stick it through the temple of the enemy. My Lord, I think I could preach all night more than y'all shouting tonight. Then you read the Bible. You read the Old Testament. Some say, well, preacher, you're in the Old Testament. Well, let me tell you about when he comes back. He's going to wipe out a multitude. <laughs> Amen. He's going to wipe out a multitude right there. When he comes back at the end, sets foot on the earth, at the end, at the battle of Armageddon, they're going to spend months burying the dead. Read it. But that spiritual enemy is hindering you. He's wanting to bring you down. He's got you fearing what he's going to do. All you see the chariots. And let me tell you, fear can be tormenting. Anybody know that? Fear can be tormenting. God never wanted you. The only kind of fear you need to have is a godly fear. But God, I believe the Lord's saying, I need some people who will drive the stake into Sisera. I want to tell you something. Sisera, I'm, I don't mean this to degrade women, but in this time, when he hit Sisera, had to depend on a woman, that was degrading to him. In this biblical time, you read it. You, if you study the culture, you'll find out that. But God said, I'm going to raise a woman up. Barak, he would get there just a little too late. If anything about names, <laughs> he'd get there late. J.L. would already put it in to Sisera. God would raise her up. To put the enemy down. Did you hear me? Verses 10. Let me go on a little bit. See in the natural. It seems like Israel could do nothing. However. Deborah and him wasn't functioning in the natural. You know what they were operating in? The power of God. That's what we operate in. Let me tell you something about this victory here. You read that victory where the army was destroyed first. It don't seem. There's no indication that Israel lost a man that day. Wow. When God fights for you, your whole saving of your whole household, amen? Now the great warlord found himself depending on a woman. But God was going to use this woman. See, God already had another woman in Deborah. I just love it when people say God can't use a woman. Right here is two incidents where God uses women. Amen? Amen? I give you women a hard time, but I'm taking up for you tonight. I'll get back to you on Father's Day. <laughs> I promise, me. <man. laughs> Listen, in verse 17, how about Sisera fled away on feet to the tent of Jael, the wife of Heber the Kenyanite. 
For there was peace between Jeb and the king and Hazar, the house of Heber, the king tonight. And Jael went out to meet Sisera and said unto him, Turn in, my lord, turn it to me. Fear not. And when he had turned into her, into the tent, she covered him with a mantle. And he said unto her, Give me, I pray, you a little water to drink, for I'm thirsty. And she opened a bottle of milk and gave him drink and covered him. He asked for water and got milk. <laughs> That's just it myself. Again, he said unto her, Stand in the door of the tent, and it shall be when any man does come and inquire of you and say, Is there any man here that you shall say no? Then listen. Then Jael, Heber's wife, took a nail out of the tent and took a hammer in her hand. And went softly unto him and smote the nail into his temple and fastened it into the ground. For he was fast asleep and weary, so he died. And behold, as Barak pursued, pursued Sisera, Jael came out to meet him and said unto him, Come and I will show you the man whom you seek. And when he came into her tent, behold, Sisera lay dead and the nail was in the temple, his temples. Listen, and so God subdued on that day, Jabin, the king of Canaan, before the children of Israel. And the hand of the children of Israel prospered and prevailed against Jabin, the king of Canaan. And they have destroyed Jabin, the king of Canaan. Let me tell you what she'd literally done. She literally took a tent peg Nothing like you get out of Walmart, by the way. These things were sharp. This is the closest I could get to it tonight. She literally drove it through his temples with so much force that it struck the ground. And it literally come out the other side of his head. Boy, didn't she mean business. I could hear the, that would be painful. Women, no ideas. <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm telling you right now, I believe God's telling us don't give the devil no leeway. You take, use as much, you take the most force you can and you nail him down. Amen? You don't give his henchmen anywhere to work in there. When he lays, the, you, know, you take him out, amen? I'm telling you right now, let me tell you too, too many times, I'll tell you why people battle the same devil for years. Because they don't ever take him out, amen? They don't ever drive the stake into him. And I've come by to tell you tonight, I'm come by to tell you tonight, the Lord's saying, drive the stake into the enemy. He was the henchman. Notice God subdued the king. Oh, I'm going to stop right here. See, I compared that henchman to what we fight. Sisera represented the henchman of hell, didn't he? Sisera represented the enemy, henchman. A lot of times we say it's the devil. It ain't the devil. It's his henchman on assignment for him. See, it wasn't the king. They subdued right there. It was Sisera. His warlord, the one that was carrying out his assignment. 
But that next verse said, God subdued the king. And I began to think about this. And I began to shout a little bit when I began to think about how God subdued the king of the henchmen. Amen? Why are you going to shout about that? Because let me tell you, a couple thousand years ago on a cross, let me tell you what happened right there. He spoiled their plan. He put the nail in their plan. Amen? He blotted out their ordinance. He gave us victory that day. I'm, what are you saying tonight, preacher? Give me just a few more minutes. I, I'm telling you, Christ is your victory tonight. Amen? Yes, you got a henchman to fight, but he'll give you victory tonight. You've got to drive the nail into the henchman. Let me tell you, Christ has already subdued the hound of hell himself, the principality of the earth, Satan tonight. What are you saying, preacher? I'm telling you the victory is won. Amen? I'm telling you the victory is won tonight. How many know Colossians chapter 2, verse 14 and 15 says, blotting out the handwriting of ordinance that was against us, which it was contrary to us, and took it out of the way and nailing it to the cross, and having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing, over them. What are you getting at? I'm telling you, Christ crushed the head of the serpent. How many know the Bible says he would bruise his heel, but Christ shall bruise his head. Amen. Amen. Some of you need to get shouting tonight because I'm telling you, the devil's defeated. The devil's defeated. You see, unless one stronger than the strong man goes into the strong man's house and binds him up, we're at the hands of the strong man. But I got news for you. There's one that's already went in there and bound him up. Amen. I want you to hear it tonight that Christ has already nailed it in the eyes of the enemy tonight. Amen. How many know the cross settled it? The cross, when he said it, it is finished. Being in victory was won. Lord, y'all quiet. Give me 40 more minutes now. I'll get you shouting yet. What are you telling me, preacher? Yes, you've got a battle with that king's henchman. You've got a battle with the devil. His evil spirits, his demonic spirits. We've got to fight those things. But Christ has already subdued their leader. Did you hear me? And let me tell you, we can drive the victory tonight, oh man. You don't coward in defeat, amen. You don't coward at him. I'm telling you, it's time for the army of God to get their swords out, amen. I'm tired of great, sitting back and just going and being on the defense. It's time for the church to get on the offense. Amen. Amen. I'm telling you, Christ has given us the victory tonight. How many got a victory tonight? How many need a victory tonight? How many not going fighting the hounds of hell tonight? Let me tell you, his, he's defeated, the devil's defeated, his henchmen's defeated. Christ said, all you got to do is just drive the nail into him. Amen. Tell him he ain't got no place. Amen. How many of the Bible says, give no place to the devil? Here's where we get in trouble. I promise, 40 more minutes. I think I'm kidding. I am. 
Here's where believers get in trouble. We give him place. We give him somewhere to work. We start believing his lies. We start fearing. I'm telling you, God's saying it's time to rise up in faith. It's time to start fighting back. It's time to quit letting hell give the onslaught, and it's time to start fighting back. You don't have to fear. Why You say, why don't I have to fear? Because if you're a child of God, you're in his hands, and I'm going to tell you everything's going to be all right. I'm telling you, he'll give you victory tonight. But for those who want to sit in a corner, I thought about trying it. But those that want to sit in a corner, oh, Lord, what's going to happen next? Oh, Lord, I don't want to do it. Guess what he's going to do? It was going to be going, boo! You're going to jump. I'm telling you. Oh, Lord, what's he going to do this time? He's going to, Arr! and you're going to, you want me to tell you how to get that devil a moving? He comes your way, creeping and crawling, coming to show up. You got a sword in your hand, and you start evoking the name Jesus. That devil going to run. Amen. That devil going to run. Amen. I'm telling you, God's telling you tonight, it's time to start staking, putting the stake in the eyes of the enemy. It's time to fight back. It's time to quit warring with him. You've got the victory tonight. Don't tremble. Don't tremble. Uh-uh. Don't you tremble. You do not Deborah did. God's, the Lord's going to sell him into sister into the hand of a woman. You need to start saying, the Lord's going to put it in my hand. The Lord's going to put that victory in my hand. I'm telling you, right there, was, I believe he's starting to drive the stake down. But if you sit back and say, he ain't going to, oh, Lord, he may take me out on this you ain't driving the stake. He's driving it in you. But if you get like Deborah said, the Lord is going to sell Sisera into the hand of the woman that's driving the stake in. It's, it's built, that's faith right there. That's warring right there. Not an ounce of doubt. She knowed what God was going to do. Some of you need to get what God's going to do. Amen. Some of you need to get it in your mind. Quit saying God may, God can, and start saying God will. He will put him in my hand. Did you hear me? God will give me the victory. Start speaking it. Amen? Amen? Let faith arise. Quit fearing. Yeah, I know there's a real devil. I know there's real battles. Just like there was 900 chariots that day. Let me tell you, while most of Israel was sweating it, there was one judge who said, I'm not trembling at him. And it was Deborah. Church, we don't have to tremble at hell tonight. God's going to give us the victory. God's going to put that victory in our hand. Amen. How many can receive that tonight? Said, I'm not going to fear. I'm not going to fight this oppression. Let it bring me down and worry me and drag me down and make my life miserable. 
I'm going to walk in victory tonight. Amen? That's what it all boils down to. When you know Christ and you're fa- when faith's right where it needs to be, you'll walk in victory despite the circumstance. Anybody believe that? Amen? Anybody believe that? Amen? Everyone's standing in here. If don't, I will be here in under 60 minutes. How many says tonight the Lord's going to put him in my hand? I'm here to drive that stake into the enemy tonight. I'm here to drive that stake into that thing that's been bothering me. I'm here to declare he's putting it in my hand tonight. He's giving me victory tonight. Is there one in here that says, I'm taking the victory. I'm not going to fear. I'm going to walk by faith. I'm not trembling. I'm getting the victory. He's putting it into your hand. Drive that stake into that sister tonight. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen.